the following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored, and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Episode 53 of In The Corner here on SJP World Media. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you've been enjoying the WWE TV from SmackDown up to Raw. Night of Champions is etching ever so closer. Only in, well, next Saturday. Insane, really. Uh, the resident co-host joining me once again from across the pond, Mr. Tyler Peters. How are you, sir? Benny, I'm doing fantastic. It's always a pleasure to join you and uh, talk about some uh, pro wrestling with my uh, tag team partner from the UK across the pond, as usual. Yeah, it's always good to have you, man. I uh, appreciate it. Um, yeah, so episode 53. Yes, 53 <laughs> in the corner. I'm, I'm almost losing count at this point. Um, obviously, we've been more weekly than, uh, you know, twice a week at the moment. Um, no, we have... It's just having the time sometimes, mate, to be honest with you. Not that SmackDown isn't good. There were some good matches this past week. Uh, Roman was there. We've got to talk a little bit about that because... The end I, of mean, the- I mean, that is headline news. If the Trouble Chief makes an appearance, uh, it, it's worth uh, having a conversation about. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, but before we do that, anybody that tuned into Chain Wrestling, either... Um, well, live on Monday, or possibly maybe you listen to the podcast. Uh, I think it's sometime out today, uh, normally. Um, I think it's in the evening, so it might not be out till Thursday. But, um, yeah, we had a little trailer. I'm not sure how they got hold of it, Tyler, to be honest. No, I'm only joking. Uh, so, yeah, there was a trailer. Yeah, well, how did they get that? <laughs> um, I may have sent it to them and threatened them not to. If they don't play it, then we'll do. We'll be going to uh, somewhere. No, I didn't do that, of course. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, if anybody watched it. But if you haven't, we have some news here on In The Corner. Um, so, May 31st. Keep that at 7.30 UK time. Uh, what time is that your time? About 2, 2.30, Tyler, I think. I want to say Eastern Time. I want to say it's 2.30. Yeah, 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 and it may even be earlier because, remember, I'm actually an hour behind American uh, Eastern Standard Time. I'm in Central. Okay, well, we'll get that sorted out. But UK time, it's uh, 7.30 p.m. Uh, Going forward, we will be live. You'll be able to see our beautiful, ugly faces on SGP Raw Media. You'll you'll find out why my (laughs) face is made for radio. (laughs) <laughs> you'll find out what my face is made for radio as well uh, but there, there we go so we're going to be on YouTube uh, and Twitch if you want to give that a, a look SGP Raw Media I believe it's on Facebook as well SGP Raw Media just give it a search we will be going live 7.30 uh, UK time uh, going forward with some in the corner um, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that uh, nearer the time but I will say the plans at the moment are looking good well, for our first uh, show live uh, for you, for you lovely people, we are going to have SJP owner, man, person, <laughs> the the wise man we call him, Mister. Yeah, the special counsel. The special counsel, Sai, will be on a, to make sure we behave ourselves. I would assume Tyler on that first live show, um, but he, no, 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 he's going to join us for and talk all about Night of Champions with us. And obviously, by the time we get there, we would have crowned a new world champion. At least that's what we're 
led to believe, unless there's some weird double count out or something we don't know about. Maybe there's a twist here. You never know in the world of sports entertainment, uh, right, Benny? Absolutely, yeah. So, But yeah, basically, we should be talking about a new world champion. Obviously, we're going to be talking a lot more about that next week on next week's show with our predictions. Um, I beat Tyler last time, so I think Tyler's out for wants to get it right yeah, this quit, time. Yeah, quit bragging. Come <laughs> on. I'm coming back with a vengeance. Benny's got this one victory in predictions. Good for him. Let me clap. No. <laughs> How dare you? No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How dare he? After I just put him over. Yeah, absolutely. Now he but yeah, man. yeah, but we're going to be going live May 31st, 7.30 UK time. We'll get more info up on that and uh, the times it actually will be um, you know, over your side of the world as well, Tyler. But, um, you know, it's going to be fun, hopefully. And we are hoping that, uh, well, we're not hoping. I've already tested it. And hopefully we'll be able to do it a bit more often once we get a few uh, viewers and listeners and stuff. But if you watch us live on SJP War Media on uh, starting uh, 31st of May, which is a Wednesday and every Wednesday following, um, you will be able to call in via Skype and actually uh, tell us what your thoughts on maybe Raw or Night of Champions or, you know, whatever we're talking about that particular week. So, you know, hopefully, mate, we can we'll have some people call in via Skype. I hope so. I, I'm so excited that we're going live. Uh, just congratulations to you, Benny, on in the corner in SJP World Media. Yeah, it's going to add, a, I think, a fun dimension to your program. So uh, kudos to you for the idea. And, hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully so, but let's, uh, that's enough of that for now. Obviously, we've still got a couple of weeks before that does. Um, but as I, as I mentioned, yeah, before we get into Raw and some uh, some other stuff, let's quickly talk about SmackDown. Overall, a great show as it normally is, to be fair. But we did have the Tribal Chief um, come onto the show. Um, and I honestly thought, Tyler, it was going to break down between the Usos and Roman and uh, Solo and everything. The way it the way, uh, Did you see it or...? I did get a chance to uh, watch Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, it was actually in Knoxville, Tennessee, right here in my home state. So it, it made it even cooler. And uh, I'll tell you, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, made his big return. He reemerged on the scene. And I, I did concur with you, Benny. I thought the Usos were going to fight the uh, head of the table in Solo. And, and I don't know what Paul Heyman was going to do. He, he's always terrific. But in this scenario... Uh, yeah, the the uh, disrespect that was shown. I mean, you break down the segment promo. I don't want to take away from uh, speaking of my head of the table, uh, who I should acknowledge, <laughs> not just Sai. I need to acknowledge Benny Mac. No, no, no. But no, but um, it seemed like we were heading towards maybe the Usos taking on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens again. When I was like, do you know what? I've, I as much as it has been good. And the re- the match at WrestleMania was good, amazing actually, and the, even the rematch on SmackDown was pretty damn good. To be fair, I'm done with uh, seeing those two teams go at it for the now. Um, but then the disrespect that uh, Roman threw at um, Jimmy and Jay by basically what, what as it's booked right now, we're allegedly going to see Roman tagging with Sokoa and taking on the tag team champions for the undisputed tag team titles at Night of Champions. So, and we are. The I honestly thought, because um, Jimmy was the one who actually got in Roman's face almost, and it was Jay that actually calmed it down. So Yeah, he what, actually had to apologize. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, Roman yeah. was demanding them uh, apologize for not getting the job done because they were supposed to be honoring him and the family. And 
I love the part where he said, oh, we're going to honor the, the great tag team, or I'm paraphrasing because I'm probably messing it up. It's the Wild Samoans. It's not the Usos. Talk about not complimenting uh, your family and not supporting them. I mean, he just, because, you know, Sika is actually Roman Reigns' father in real life. And, and of course, Rikishi's their, their dad, speaking of Jimmy and Jay. Yeah, but Jimmy was the one that got in the face of the tribal chief and it would be Heyman making the announcement that, you know, supposedly, I, I don't know, like you said, if we're going to get some kind of swerve, maybe the Usos get involved. I mean, well, I'm sure the more the weeks progress, we can get into all that kind of stuff, but this was a, this was a good segment. I mean, this really uh, was planting the seeds for what we could expect at now the champions. So I thought it was uh, very well done as a lot of the bloodline stuff has been, let's just be fair. Uh, so it makes you wonder, are we going to get the Usos turning on Roman? Uh, we talked about the different directions they can go with this uh, storyline. So I don't know, Benny. I mean, what's your thoughts, man? My initial thoughts are that, you know, let, let's assume this match is going to go ahead at Night of Champions. Um, we haven't seen a graphic for it yet. Obviously, it's been said and uh, Sammy and Kevin Owens, uh, mainly Sammy, kind of talk about it on Raw, which we'll get to. But, um, I mean... The, I'm, I'm, first off, I'm wondering whether Jay is done with the with the bloodline, but he wants to get his brothers out of that, including Sokoa. Maybe is is Good. Jay actually is he done? But he just wants to get his brothers away from Roman. Maybe do, do you know what I mean? Like he's still anchored down because want to separate for, and get away from having to be under Roman's thumb, yeah. so to speak. You know, but obviously, you know that might come to fruition at some point. I don't know because I, re- you know. It's it's uh, what we've seen lately is I would say more of um, Jay being the guy to break away from the bloodline, but that hasn't happened. And all of a sudden we have Jimmy not taking Roman's guff, basically. Um, but my in terms of the match, let's say let's say for argument's sake this is going to be the match of Night of Champions. Does Roman and Solo beat KO and do they beat the tag team champions basically? That could happen. I think that uh, is, it could. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. But this is how I think: if they do, my logic would say that eventually Roman's going to push and poke the Usos too much, and we may end up at SummerSlam with Solo and Roman defending the tag titles against the Usos. Maybe. I mean, that's one well, way that'd to go be with something. it. Uh, no, I, I see your logic there, Benny. And hey. As much as I like uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as a team and as the champions for the tag team division, undisputed, let me add that, uh, I can see uh, them going Roman and Solo, becoming the tag team champions. Just a way for people to to despise Roman Reigns that are not falling in line with the Tribal Chief because they're they're either on the Cody uh, side of things or on this uh, this Sami Zayn KO kick where they are, they are tired of seeing Roman Reigns get too many titles and talk about just a heat magnet and getting more of a negative reaction, whether it's social media, just in the crowd. It, I mean, this would be it. Yeah, that is definitely one way. The other way you could go with that is somehow Roman ends up with that world heavyweight championship around his freaking waist as well. But this is, yeah. yeah, What's the meme? He's going to have like nine titles or something on his shoulders or, (laughs) I saw a couple, uh, yeah, like uh, he's going to be the like galactic champion or something like that with like nine bar. Yeah, it was quite a funny meme to be fair. But he's going to be the international. 
Or the other way you could go with this is that Solo in, you know, Roman do well. Solo takes the, the, the L, um, the loss. But ultimately, maybe the Usos get involved and purposely or inadvertently cost them the tight and then it then it just breaks down even more between you know Roman and Solo and Paul Heyman and the Usos maybe so they don't necessarily have to win the tag titles to get this because uh, eventually we are I think we are I'm not saying Roman's reign uh, reign sorry is going to end anytime soon but what I mean is in terms of the bloodline and the Usos coming away from it I think that it feels like we are starting to reach a I don't know when it's going to be but how funny would it be if yeah. it happened before Money in the Bank and maybe the Usos, both Usos win the Money in the Bank and maybe maybe Jay wins Money in the Bank? I mean, how cool would that be? Yeah, and Jay challenges Roman Reigns because they had some great matches yeah. uh, that Hell in a Cell back in 2020. I believe the same year was Clash of Champions, uh, Gold Rush. They had another just yeah. uh, stellar matchup. I mean, these guys just know each other uh, being family alone, and then you you add what they've been able to accomplish in the world of sports entertainment. I would be all in favor of uh, this type of scenario. Uh, it's it's very uh, compelling to uh, draw the parallels to, to the what-ifs, to if uh, Jey Uso does cash in and, and, and win the money in the bank and then actually cashes in the briefcase. I got ahead of myself. Yeah. But, you know, you know there there's so much to unpack and uh and really reveal with the way this bloodline uh, saga has uh, played out on TV, especially and, and across the board with premium live events, whether it's been a, the, uh, the brands of raw and SmackDown rather. Uh, I, I do see where Jay Uso could potentially be a contender. Uh, you know, there, there's so much you could, you could do with the Usos and, and solo and Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens, and not to jump ahead, but if you caught the opening promo, and I'm sure you did, Benny, on Raw, uh, Sami Zayn, he's got, still got an issue where he can't let go of the bloodline, where Ke- uh, Kevin Owens is is mad at him. He's He's got frustrated that why are we, we so stuck on what Roman Reigns or the bloodline, the Usos yeah. are doing, when I'm just wanting to fight. I wanted to d- defend the titles. But we still got Sami Zayn. He just can't get past the bloodline, even though they've, they've beat the Usos, I guess because of Roman. He he couldn't quite get the job done at Elimination Chamber, even though he got his retribution on Reigns afterwards. There's still something to the bloodline that is staying with uh, Sami Zayn. And to me, that's building a lot of intrigue. Are we going to see KO and Sami Zayn even stay together long? I mean, there, there's yeah, another factor, because yeah. we know their history. Uh, I mean... I couldn't help but speed to Raw because this all kind of relates to what we're seeing on SmackDown. Yeah, it, even though they're they're separate brands and dra- you know there's been the draft part of me. All you know the storylines are kind of still overplaying on to because of Zayn's involvement as an honorary is. I mean we we have to think on these things. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I mean I think Sammy even made a comment of it should have been me that beat Roman as well. So he's still not quite. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, he, he still can't get past. Yeah, I, I didn't pick up on it either, but that's a great point. He just, I think Roman Reigns is the equalizer, even if the Usos are not the issue for for what KO and Sami Zayn's uh, mission is currently, at least in storyline for WWE. And and now we're seeing how the Usos could contend against uh, their, their bloodline mates, their own brother and cousin, 
and Paul Heyman could is pulling the strings. It seems at at certain points. So you always got got to worry about the, what the wise man's doing. As we'll talk about on Raw, he's making deals and uh, talking in the red phone and saying Roman Reigns, which is great. You know, it, it's a way he's orchestrating all these uh, these devious uh, deeds, so to speak, or uh, survive. So it, it's it's all very. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to keep saying that I, I don't have the answers, but that's what makes it fun. We, we shouldn't have the answers. Let's see how it plays out. But it's good to have the, theorize uh, th- these different aspects yeah. of, of, of all these angles. I mean, that, that you could say are storylines, even though some people may say, well, that's different. But no, it all it all correlates. So I, I can't wait to see what we're going to see at Night of Champions even before then and afterwards and what builds into Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the like tag team, you know, titles, we're gonna have to see what happens, I guess, this week on SmackDown to sort of get a gauge of where it might go. But as I sit here right now, I would be if they did win. Yes, people are gonna be pissed and annoyed. But I think sometimes you need you need to have a bad guy with a title for a good guy to take it off them. So, but I feel like maybe at the moment the way it's going, it could be very much we could be seeing Roman because at the moment I don't think he's build for money in the bank i don't think but um maybe this is a way because well, you know maybe we're hearing conflicting reports yeah, whether he's going to be there or not uh i mean he still could uh it's just we're, we're always hearing uh different speculation as usual and uh but regardless uh, i think it could still it's still going to play into the uh, roman reign story even at, with the other people's stories because yeah. it's all pretty much basically rolled into one big story arc and I actually uh, initially thought that Roman wasn't going to be at Night of um, Night of Champions, so I guess it, it, it you know keep it keep your guessing basically, which is good because when he turns up, it is interesting because you know that we're going to have a an extra nudge on the bloodline story of how it's going to go. And um, you know, Paul Heyman played a big part on Raw um, this past week as well, but we'll get to that in a second. So I want to go. There's a few little things I want to talk about. One unconfirmed, and one is confirmed that I didn't even realize happened. So, um, but one is, uh, just a little bit of update on sort of, um, Bray Wyatt and the whole uncle Howdy stuff. As far as we're aware, based on what we're reading, uh, Bray Wyatt is very much still with the company. There are plans for him to come back. It's just not been spec. It's not been confirmed of when this may be. And even at the point where, cause allegedly Bo Dallas is uncle Howdy. Now I think it is. And I think a lot of people think it is as well. So that's fine. Um, yeah. But even that character is on hold until Bray returns. So they are very much expecting Bray White to come back. It's just very much unconfirmed of when he's going to be back. So, and unfortunately, him being away, I mean, his run back, his return was amazing. I will always say that it was one of the best returns I've seen for years, to be fair. You know, there are so many great returns and debuts in WWE and wrestling as a general. And I think Bray White has to be up there because we hadn't seen him for, what, two years at that point? Um, and it had been a lengthy time because he was one of those that got released during the uh, budget cuts. Uh, yeah, but according to this report, um, Bray Wyatt is, you know, he's hopeful and he's happy and he, and he wants to return. So it's not like he doesn't want to be with the company. So whatever it is keeping him out, I think health, I think one of some of the rumors are health. Uh, so that's the main one flowing around, but I don't actually necessarily know. I can thing is you can read these things online, but you don't necessarily know if they're true is the point. So, Hopefully he'll be back and hopefully we can have a little bit better because unfortunately the pitch black match 
you know, it was cool to see him in the ring and stuff, but it, you know, not a good gimmick, <laughs> to be honest. Um, no, and the, I've I've said this and stated it even to Benny uh, for the audience of his that are listening. I just think there's been so many mishaps and not knowing what to do with Bray Wyatt, whether that's been on the riders, that's been on Bray himself. It just, I mean, I would love for him to come back and have a a decent, actually a not just a decent, but a just a good return uh, overall. It's just been very uh, disappointing, underwhelming after, like you said, he had a, a hopeful return at Extreme Rules, and then it's like everything seemed to unravel, kind of like with The Fiend at the end. And uh, I don't know. He's, he's a talented guy. He, he can definitely talk, uh, you know, and, and he, he definitely has a unique uh, perspective on wrestling and, and how he approaches matches. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say he's a lost cause, I, you know, because I, I want to be very respectful and, and I'm not trying to bury the guy. I've actually am a fan of a lot of things, what he does outside of wrestling, wrestling part of me that he brings back into it. And I get it. It's more of this sports entertainment type of presentation that that's why it fits. That answers that question. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not one of those looking forward to a Bray Wyatt return. I'm, I'm actually going to have to disagree with uh, the host here. I, I, I don't know. I, I just think they, they've had so many missed opportunities. They, they're, they're really going to have to repackage and rebrand this guy to where to get him back over because uh, whether it's been a, a little bit of both uh, management's fault, you know, going to creative or Bray Wyatt himself or however you want to look at it, it's just, it's not been good. Well, I think if he does come back, he's going to have to just dominate basically for anybody you know he's gonna have to really really give it a good uh, thing because at the moment i don't see quite what you can do with him i mean he's a very very unique character anyway so i'm sure there's an idea but uh, he definitely i feel like sometimes wins and losses don't matter but in this case i think brain needs to come back and dominate for a while maybe keep him away from roman and stuff but he needs they gotta make him look strong yeah he's got yeah i think so no, go ahead. That that's just been the difference. I was just gonna, yeah, yeah. you know, comply with you. I mean, he's gonna have to come in if he does indeed return. Which he, from what we understand, he's still with WWE. We're hearing various reports that maybe he's off the internal rosters. But like you said, who knows if that's actual, actually true? Uh, let me back up. Uh, I feel for him because I, I think there is the the talent, the potential has always been there. I mean, going back to when he first arrived on the main roster, you could see it in NXT. It's just, I, I don't know. It's like he gets momentum and it stops for whatever reason, uh, whether it's an injury or it's just he's not getting along with creative. If you believe everything, who knows? It's just, or maybe he's got mental issues. And, uh, hey, I, I commend him for taking time away if, if that's the case. It's just, yeah. and it is sad, but I, I have to be honest, I, it makes you not really feel hopeful or confident if he does come back. But like you say, he's got to come back dominating. Or, or doing something that we've yes. not seen before that's going to make people go, okay, now we can bind to Bray Wyatt. But yeah. even then, how can you sustain his momentum? With a lot of wins and a lot of uh, domination, I think that's the only way you can do it. I think for me, uh, you know, without really think, you know, diving into it too much. But um, I mean, in the early days when he came up, you know, around WrestleMania 30, I've said this before, and I'll say I will always think this. He was so the crowd was so behind him in the Wyatt family. 
he should have beaten John Cena that night because it wouldn't have hurt John Cena's career and it would have absolutely elevated Bray Wyatt. But what? But basically, what happened with Bray Wyatt in the early days, even with the Fiend, you build him up, build him up, build him up, and cut his legs from underneath. And yes, you've got to lose sometimes, but you're trying to sort of build this mythical sort of character, and it always seemed to just be a little bit. And then, oh no, actually no, you're good. we're going to stop you here. And we've seen a little bit. I mean. You know, as you know, I'm a fan of Elias. Now, when when that uh, Elias stuff, I think that's what's happened this time is when he's come back, is that with Elias I'm talking about, is that they've tried to recapture the walk with Elias stuff that initially happened organically with him, which people initially were booing, and eventually people started to enjoy it. Whereas this time around, they've just tried to go straight in with the walk with Elias character, and it hasn't worked because it's not organic this time so i'm actually glad that he's just in the it ring and, yeah it doesn't feel natural yeah so they need to get him in the ring and just you know have matches and show his show us that he can wrestle and put the time in and you know maybe it'll come back i don't know but i think the unfortunately like with bray white and with elias with the walk with elias stuff i think the time has passed now so if they're going to do stuff with them they need to do i don't know a slow build um with bray maybe if they want him to be a main event they need to um just come in, like I said, and just dominate. And I'm not, again, keep him away from Roman for the time being, but give him a six months to a year run of him just like, maybe not win every match, but somebody who is, when his music comes on, you go, oh, like like Undertaker or a Kane. When the, when the music came on, you, were, you knew stuff was going down, basically. Do you know what I mean? So it needs to be more there of a... There was a sense of danger. Yes. That's uh, what you're, uh, you're saying. Yeah, when you so... would hear the gong or hear the, the pyro go off and, and hear that sinister type of music, Yeah, they could do something to the effect that could really help Bray. Because even the Fiend stuff, even if you weren't... Uh, if you were not, uh, that's where the Southern's coming in. Uh, that's not in the dictionary. I've got to correct my own speech for crying out loud. <laughs> but even with... Uh, the Fiend character is what I'm saying. Uh, if you could, I mean, even if people didn't fall in love with it, they were, you were definitely tuning in to see what he was going to do. So it still had that kind of uh, impact with uh, that kind of uh, version of Wyatt's character. But I, I don't know. They're, they're going to have to really pull off something pretty immense for uh, Wyatt to, for a return to be effective. Yeah, no, I know. And you know I'm a fan of Bray Wyatt, obviously, and I was absolutely like excited beyond belief when he came back. But it's been very lackluster, unfortunately. And then it's not helped with him being away as well for whatever. You know, again, like you said, I mirror what you said. If he's if mental health and you need it, do it. But it's it's just obviously the momentum's now gone. So you need to do something with this guy. Should he return to WWE? So uh, you know. No, I, I uh, you know what you said, Tyler, makes perfect sense. Um, before we move on to Raw quickly, um, something I wasn't aware of um, until Raw this week actually was Liv Morgan has picked up an injury in that uh, tag team title defense that they had against Damage Control, and they were actually scheduled to defend the tag titles again against um, Karen Green. I mean Chelsea Green and um, Sonny Deville on Raw. She, but she might as well be Karen. Yeah, I did. Uh, it was quite funny. Um, but yeah, um, it is a genuine injury, um, according to Frightful's uh, sources. Uh, but um, they've not heard specifically what happened and or how severe it is. Hopefully, it's just a, a bit of a knock, and it just needs a you know, week or two to 
you know, just heal. I hope. Um, hopefully, it's nothing that's gonna. Yeah, that, that, that's everybody's concern. I, I was not aware either that Liv Morgan was legitimately injured during her SmackDown match. I guess is what you're referring to. Yeah, and that, that's why the change on Raw to the format to how that it was originally supposed to be. Um, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez defending their, their women's tag titles against uh, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. And that's why we just got the Rodriguez-Green singles matchup. Yeah. Well, let's move on to that. That's a good, that's a good segue. Let's move on to Raw. Then. Let's move into that match, actually. And so Ra- Raquel Rodriguez uh, did defeat Chelsea Green via pinfall. Um, not the not the prettiest of matches, uh, to be honest. There were a few little no, things it, in there. It was, uh, th- there was some uh, sloppy spots, and, and we're not doing uh, this to be disrespectful, but uh, even as fans and viewers, we have to point it out. And uh, i, I got to say, there, there were certain spots that looked okay, and then others that were like, well, it either felt rushed or maybe because there was a change to the match, they didn't feel comfortable going in. Uh, you could just feel there yeah. was some kind of, Something that was off, I guess it would be one way to put it. Yeah, and it didn't help that the after the match, now as I said, Rodriguez got the uh, got the win, uh, but Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler jumped her. But Ronda Rousey actually slipped on that uh, lovely black floor they have that looks really shiny uh, as she's trying to kick Rodriguez. She actually slipped herself. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Tyler. Um, so I, I don't know that I, I caught that, but that that is very uh, astonishing that she actually slipped because I think. My eyes tended to go when she kicked Raquel Rodriguez. When we're we're mentioning Ronda Rousey, let me, let me back up so everybody can understand what I, I'm trying to convey here. But I'm glad that's why we got you, Benny. That's why you're the host of the program because I'm glad everybody else kind of picks up different things that I didn't always uh, get the first time around. And I had just watched Raw last night. There you go. I mean, it was only it was very quick um, that uh, it happened, but yeah. Um, I don't know with this the women's division is um again I think it's got a little better but overall it's still uh lacking exposure on the program I think to a degree um not and I don't mean like I'm not talking about the Becky Lynch Trish stuff I mean like the rest of the roster seems very much not doesn't yeah, seem the, to be there there's something the it's lacking uh, no I I agree it's hard not to I mean Sure, it was neat to see Ronda and Shayna come out to cause this uh, issue because uh, obviously they're going to indicate they're going after the, the women's tag belts, which makes sense. They've been a tag team even before the draft, and they got drafted to Raw. So, you know, you need your big stars or some other at least established names, and you've got Ronda Rousey and, and Shayna Baszler has made a name for herself. That's been pretty evident. Uh, so obviously they're targeting, you know, Raquel Rodriguez and eventually Liv Morgan after this injury. But I got to tell you, Benny, that's been a theme you've, uh, to your credit, that you've brought up uh, time and time again. And I, I can't help but be in agreement that, boy, this women's division needs some a kick in the pants. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, uh, it's like they, they need some elevation. Uh, people can say what they want to about Charlotte Flair uh, being gone, but boy, there's a big absence when she's left. I yeah. mean, that, that's why you need, need the, the women to step up because. And you'd like to see these newer women that got caught up from NXT, but I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you articulate it. It's just, uh, I don't want to sound redundant, but the women's division just, I guess needs assistance. That would be one way to the preference. I mean, I think, Uh, think sorry, I was just going to say, I think they are trying because, 
you do have the whole Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's all over this show at the moment. That she's like one of the hottest stars, men and women, at the moment in the company. But like, uh, no disrespect to Natalia. I'm not a massive Natalia fan. Um, but I feel like last week when she came out to help, um, she should have turned heel. But that's neither the, he, neither here nor there. As you just so brilliantly mentioned, all right, you've got Rhea Ripley. She's a SmackDown Women's Champion. She's on Raw. Natalia's confronting her. Okay. But all these, you know, you've caught up the, a few of these from NXT. There's new people from SmackDown on the show. Why are we not see? I mean, again, maybe they're building to it. Maybe I'm being a bit impatient. But when you've got a show that's, what, three hours long? Yes, there's adverts and stuff like that and commercials, as you guys Yeah, it's a marathon. It. Yeah, so, but why are we not seeing some of these others other than just backstage stuff? Well, no, don't get me wrong. We are seeing it like uh, we saw Stark, didn't we? She was backstage with Nikki yeah. and Candice LeRae and all Nikki that Cross. stuff. With Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, yeah. But in terms of in-ring, we aren't seeing a great deal at the moment. No, no, we're not. And I think that's, you know, maybe I'm being impatient too, but I think, I know you don't want to fit all these people on the same show because you're building just like, that's why we, you, you said it. We're getting Zoe Stark and Candace LeRae after what, after the confrontation with Nikki Cross, but you still got to invest in giving these women more matches. And I think giving them lengthier matches, I, I feel like they're rushed for TV's sake. And I understand why they, they, feel compelled to do so. But at the same time, I've seen them give men plenty of time regarding their matchups. Why not do that with the women? I mean, it doesn't have to be every show, but at least give us uh, some additional content concerning your women's division. And I get building up, establishing a lot of the newer ones that have been introduced on the main roster, but why not let Raquel Rodriguez and Chelsea Green, I'm not saying give that match more time because uh, we, we just dissected why that, that didn't yeah, need to go yeah. any longer. But I, I would have much rather had Sonya Deville in the spot of Chelsea Green. I'm all for getting Chelsea out there. But I think as far as somebody that can work, and even if the match is a little sloppy, I would have much rather seen Sonya Deville against Raquel. And that's just me. I, I mean, yeah. I may be wrong. I mean, I, I'm not against Chelsea Green. She's a star. She's got the look. She's she's a Karen. She's got she's doing that very well with Adam Pierce. I, I like all the interactions. But or, or maybe if it ain't Sonya necessarily, just like you said, program one of these new NXT stars like a Zoe Stark. Like you know, they they've definitely got Larray involved. Nikki Cross. We we've seen her revert back to her old self in old ways, which is okay. Is okay. I, I don't know. It's kind of lacked for me. I, I think it worked better when her and Alexa were together. And like when she did it in NXT, but now I feel like it's kind of the run the mill segment and I, that, yeah. that's really not doing her a, a good service. So, and that's something else I wanted to point out of normally like this crazy Nikki cross. I, I wasn't really big on the superhero gimmick either, but uh, they may have to do something else with her creatively. I, I don't know. I, this whole, uh, talking to herself is okay, but it's, it's kind of missing, uh, some key ingredients. What do you think about it's, Nikki? Cross? No, I, so, I like her. I've always read her. I think, and, Unfortunately, we didn't quite get the sanity stuff as much as I'd hoped from what I saw from NXT into the main roster. But like when she mentioned about a month or two ago, she goes, I've got no friends left. I thought this was a towel to say that maybe we may, may be seeing sanity, but apparently not. So um, they need, I don't know, but I just don't like... I mean, there was a battle royal to, for the number one contendership for the Intercontinental Championship, which we'll get into in a moment, but 
obviously there was a lot of men in the ring for that to get that done so that you know you need the time for that so i get that but i don't know i just feel like you could have we're having again i think the way the way to boil it down Tyler, i think we've already said it is that we need to see a bit more other than one match from a women's division we need to see at least two i think on raw minimum i would say i feel like we're only getting little teases here and there and i I get you don't want to it's like a good buffet you don't want to you know show everything you know or, or or if you get a variety of of anything it's just but still give us a little I, I don't care if it's just little teases here and there i mean sure they're doing okay on the segments but it's a way the the flow of the show and i, I get it's it's going to differ vary for, from each week or or have similarities i just think you've got so much potential on that roster or at least if we've got an opportunity to see the talent let's give the women at least another match i mean I, I'm actually echoing a lot of people's sentiments, including yours, Benny. I, I just feel the women's division, boy, talk about needing a boost because we all know you got Roman, you got Cody, you got Brock, you got KO, Sami Zayn. And I, I got to be honest, damage control, they need to break up. I, at first, I thought this was a great concept, and I, I think eventually that's that's where they're going with EO Sky, at least. Maybe Dakota Kai doesn't break away from Bailey. But even with that kind of stuff, and, and I know they weren't even on this program, they were on SmackDown because that's where they are now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, the matches with at least an attack team dynamic with Bailey, I got to tell you, have not been very good. I, I've not no, been I, overly I, impressed. No, you talk And about- I, I, know, I, I know people are going to go, how could you say it about Bailey, one of the four horsewomen? I'm not knocking Bailey. I just go, maybe she's, she shouldn't be a tag team wrestler. Maybe that's the case where she's a better, a lot better singles competitor. Ding dong, the group is over, basically, is what Tyler said. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> ding dong, Bailey says the group's over because you know she's won back in that title picture, and now he is, guys, and you can see it in real life, even though this is storyline. EO's finally getting that shine. She had the match with Bianca Belair, where Bailey. Didn't get the job done. EO had her opportunity, and I think we're we're going to see that eventually. I mean, I'm not meaning to say they're not going to break them up, but I'm just using the case in point. Even within a group, uh, you know, Bailey's definitely the veteran. I'll tell you who stands out to me. Everybody talks about EO Sky Bailey, and roughly so. Not taking anything away from those women, but just real briefly, Dakota Khan. Maybe I've said this before. That's going to be your star. That's going to be your breakdown. Yeah, uh, commodity Dakota. out of yeah. that faction. Yeah, ha- what absolutely. she can do is just it's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, talking of awesome, I something I really did like, even though the battle battle was about royal, but JD Madonna McDonna. Hugh, how do you say his name? I always get it wrong. I had it in my is head. Is it McDonough? McDonough, there you go. Um, McDonough, what am I on about McDonough? I'm trying to say. Um, but um, he, uh, you know, he attacked Dolph Ziggler after the, uh, when Dolph Ziggler eliminated him from the Battle Royal. But what I was impressed with, and I don't know whether you caught this, was that they did an interview with him backstage as he was leaving the arena. And he's basically saying the Irish Ace is here to stay and all this kind of stuff. And as he's walking away, the camera pans back towards, uh, I think it was Kathy, uh, Kathy Kelly. Kelly. And... Um, uh, Finn Balor was stood up behind looking down at the Irish Ace. Now, there's history there for anybody. Most f- fans are going to know, obviously. Um, there's history there because they, um, you know, from uh, they train together, allegedly. So um, I wonder if he may be the new, a new possible new member of uh, Judgment Day, possibly going forward. Could be interesting. 
Yeah, he would he would fit it due to like you say, him and Finn have a pass together. Uh, and I didn't realize they trained together. It makes a lot of sense now. But uh, you know, remember when a while back when Triple H first was taking over creative and how they were they were often we were seeing a lot of other interactions backstage behind something else. And that was kind of reminiscent of what we were kind of well, not kind of yeah. we were witnessing with Finn Balor making that appearance and notice how they didn't stay in it long. They cut right at the end this year. They didn't acknowledge I think it, that's did they? how the segment, they didn't talk yeah, about it at all. Just, so, um, honestly, there are moments nowadays when you watch uh, raw and it feels like we're getting back to it again, where, yeah, all right. Something's happening in front of you. Somebody's being interviewed, but there's stuff happening backstage that I like. Well, I think we've said this, we've said this months ago, but it's like filling out the universe essentially. And it's really good. So, I wonder, and, and oh, by the way, JD, he cut a great promo being interviewed by Kathy Kelly, by the way, for me. I, I really enjoyed this, and I'm really interested to see. I want to see him again next week and see what he's going to do, basically. So I'm assuming there's going to be I, a... I like how serious he is. I mean, uh, it's yeah. okay to have some comedic elements, but this guy, he's built for being like Finn Balor, having that that tough guy persona. I mean, in NXT, even though I didn't get to watch enough of it, I, I mean, I, I knew him back when he was Jordan Devlin, you know, like you said, the Irish Ace and the yeah. J.D. McDonough, but how he can dissect you. I, I liked how he talked about he's going to pick you apart. He's going to be like a surgeon. I mean, he's very maniacal. I, I mean, he's perfect for being a heel. And I, I like how he, yeah, I, I li- I'm glad you said that. His promo was, was very good. Uh, for I a backstage he, one. Backstage you, you could tell you, yeah. you called him backstage and. He, he didn't want to be bothered, but yet he gave Kathy Kelly the time to say that why explain, however, why he attacked Dolph Ziggler. So, I, yeah, the, I mean, I thought it was a very well done, well executed segment. That's why I'm impressed with him already on the main roster. Yeah, um, obviously, we only got to see a snippet of him in the ring because of the Battle Royal. But um, but overall, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see what he <clears throat> excuse me, what he does next. And I'm hoping, do you know what? If he joins Judgment Day or has interaction, maybe not joins them, but maybe he's like a like an ally outside the group. I'm happy with that. I I want to see that interaction. Um, it would be very interesting. I think. Um, let's talk about the battle royal, I'm mate. A, oh, go, sorry, go on. Yeah. No, the only thing I was going to add, and well, we're talking, we're going to talk about the battle royal, and I, I know McDonough was involved in Ziggler. The only thing I I would say personally, I would have rather him not be in the battle royal. And, and have uh, attacked Dolph, like, backstage or something, or maybe in the ring. Yeah. But I think, other than that, I think when they show these video packages, I'm a big proponent of trying to build up the character. So I would have loved for him to still be present, but them to really, I mean, talk about J.D. Madonna more. And, and do the same with all these NXT stars. So maybe people that don't watch all the things related to WWE TV could get more of an idea of who these people are or get a good reminder. That's what I love about the production of these uh, kind of video packages because they do relay the storylines or kind of are a good recall to, hey, uh, this kind of reintroduces somebody. So that, that's yeah. my only point, and maybe it's a mute one. Right. No, I, th- no I'm, I agree. Again, we haven't seen, considering we've had all these new people join the roster on the respective shows, I mean, there's only so much time, obviously. Um, but um, what I'm noticing with the booking at the moment is very much like, let's build tonight of champions. We kind of start a few rivalries over here. 
but these aren't going to be at Night of Champions straight away. These are going to be bypass Night of Champions, and they might be at Money in the Bank, say. And then as Money in the Bank rivalries are going to be built, rivalries are going to be starting to be built in the background, ready for SummerSlam. So actually, it's quite clever, but you've got a bit of a mishmash of everything going on, which I cut, even though it's a bit weird because I'm not used to seeing this on WWE TV because normally it's like, oh, they had a match last week and this guy slapped him, so then now they're going to have a match at SummerSlam. Sometimes it was that bloody, like, crap in a sense of a storyline. So I, I appreciate, it's just weird to see because what we're seeing is, oh, look at, um, what can we use it, Bailey, uh, not Bailey, sorry, Be- Becky Lynch and Trish. We kind of had that double cross thing happen, but yet we had backlash and they were nowhere near the card but yet now we're having it come sort of re-emerge again and now by all accounts it's going to be at night of champions night of champions and possibly beyond by all accounts but do you see what i mean they're kind of staggering no, I, the rivalries I, I see where you're going you know and i i don't think it fit backlash i think it they could have had the match there but i i see why they they waited because like they some had cases, to give I them time but considering when the double cross happened with trish and uh, Becky, I don't understand why that wasn't a backlash. It made it, that for me that made more sense. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I guess. <laughs> oh, we will. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just, uh, you know, like, like I saw bringing some different perspectives. But hey, I I got to tell you, and we'll get to the Becky Lynch promo here in a little bit. I I don't mean to go all over the place here, but uh, that that made me more excited about this feud. Uh, if and I'll, I'll leave you with a little uh, teaser there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Battle Royal we're going to talk about, will we? So, yeah, I mean, there's it's a Battle Royal, ladies and gents. If you've seen a Battle Royal, you've seen a Battle Royal. Um, ultimately, it came <laughs> down to Ali, uh, Bronson Reed, and Ricochet. Um, there's a slight side thing here with uh, Matt Riddle being disrespectful towards Gunther because he was ringside with the rest of Imperium, you know, launching his, uh, his flip-flops at him. Um, and then ultimately, later on in the match, the... Uh, Imperium get involved in basically eliminate Riddle, basically. So there's a feud in the background there, isn't there, straight away. But um, somebody who I never expected to win this, Tyler, um, and no disrespect, I guess. I don't really like this positive. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't come up, although it is positive, but it comes off It doesn't off resonate like it. No, it, it comes off it quite It feels smug. like he's forcing. Yeah. Yes, it, yes, that's a better way of saying it. Yes, it feels like it's forced, but Ali. But then it makes perfect sense because where's Knight of Champions? Saudi Arabia. There we go. So you've got to so. have somebody of Middle Eastern. And I'm not meaning this disrespectfully either. Ali's good. I get it. Ali they, is they really somebody... good in the ring. Yeah, I would. Ali is so talented, and I, I admire his backstory. If, if people don't know his history, I, I recommend it because it makes you appreciate a lot of these people better. But, yeah, Ali, well, man, he can put together some exciting matches. I mean, if people like Ricochet and kind of that style of, of wrestling, Ali, uh, he, he kind of reminds you a lot of uh, – what to expect in that regard. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at the match. I, I know it seems kind of out there because here you got Gunther as the intercontinental champion, but you can't always program Gunther with a Sheamus and, and a, a brawler or somebody that can be a technician. You, you got to give him somebody fresh and, and Ali surprisingly that match between those two will, will have something exciting. I, I just, that's how much confidence I have in them. But I'm with you. This positivity stuff, even the backstage segment with Gunther, uh, that boy, that even with the Imperium, that was a terrible segment. I, I couldn't stand. It. I'm just going to say it. 
I, you know, I've tried to be positive, but there's going to have to be a little negativity with uh, Raw. And yeah, I mean, to me, I would not, I would have him confront and be a little more serious. I don't mind the disrespect to the Imperium, especially Gunther, but come on. Oh, and, and then he's got to mention something about positivity. Give me a break. Yeah. Positively Ali, or something. Positively Ali, or whatever he says. Yeah, that the, the character I'm not I'm not buying into at the moment. Yeah, but it, it was forgetful, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, <laughs> basically. But in terms of Ali, Mustafa Ali in the ring is up there. He's really good. So I, I expect the Gunther uh, Ali match to be actually really good. To be honest, because you know they've had some excellent matches in the past separately. So together. Um, I mean, I don't see Ali winning personally. I know we're going to do predictions next week, but no, but no disrespect. But what what they can do in the ring together is going to be really good. So, but in terms of other than that, the character, I think we're both agreed that we can't really stand at the moment. But in terms of what they can do in the ring, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, the in ring is not going to be the issue. It's just you know from a character standpoint. But that that could be a whole separate ordeal. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I do definitely. think they'll 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 tear down the. Well, the house or the open air or stadium, however, I forget now how they do that complex over in uh, yeah. Saudi Arabia. But it, it's going to be a, I mean, when you've got Gunther anyways, and then you, you insert Mustafa Ali, who comes in with a different kind of uh, approach, it, you know, people often kind of want to criticize or critique it, break it down to where all oh, this can't be possibly be any good. And I've even been guilty of that I, I've been very fickle. Get you a fickle yourself T-shirt over at SJP World Media. That cheap <laughs> plug there, uh, along with honorary uh, Oost and, and more in the corner T-shirts because uh, you know they deserve it. Uh, there, there's a transition, but going back to the point, yeah, I think the match will will be actually pretty incredible. Where we don't believe what we're seeing, but means it's going to be a very good contest. Uh, hopefully so, yeah, because. Um... I can't see why it wouldn't be, you know, but like I, I think we've harped on it about enough, but it's very much, like you said, kind of hard to buy into the Ali character at the moment. As much as I uh, think he's good, great in the ring, it's very hard to, yeah. Well, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't believe him. That That's the problem. I, I, I want to believe you. If you're going to be a character, or especially uh, pro wrestling, I don't care if you want to call it sports entertainment, make us invest in you and, and, Having, oh, be positive, everybody, or something, and then uh, yeah, I'm going to take on Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion. That's the only, uh, there lies the the overwhelming problem. And I know we, we've harped on it. I was going to tease and go, oh, we're only going to harp on it a little bit more just to aggravate the audience. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll very much um, <laughs> positively move on. That's our move, on. To move on. So, yeah. yeah, speaking of uh, being positive. Uh, let's, I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated The Miz um, after the Kishasa. Miz actually wants a team I, with Shinsuke. I expected it. Yeah, know, of course yeah. I did. Yeah, I think we both did on that one. Um it turns out, by the looks of it, Miz hasn't won a match uh, this year so far. Um, I mean, what are your well, thoughts him, on the Miz? Is and him that? and Barry Corbin, uh, I was about to say, are they competing for the most losses? Uh, quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I mean, speaking of the Battle Royal, uh, boy, Corbin can't catch a break every time it looks like he's he's uh, got some momentum or you know he's eliminated somebody or, or tried to looks like he's going to win a match, then he gets uh, the tables turned on him. It's it's not been a, a good year or probably past few for uh, Mr. Corbin, whether he's happy, he's a king or not. Uh, yeah, that uh, I think when we go back to. Um, uh, but but Corbin. the Miz, I, 
think that it's fine for the Miz because he can actually rebound it. For in Corbin's case, I'm not sure that he can. The Miz is, I think, just in a different league as far as his character. Right. You reckon? Yeah, no, I, no. I would. I would hope so. I mean, yeah. that, that's uh, that's kind of stating the obvious. But I, I'm Captain Obvious. You've seen the commercials. <laughs> I mean, it's like you want to stay at this hotel. You want to. Benny was like, "Oh, you think so? I, I think people can make the." <laughs> You know, the comparison that Miz's career has definitely been on the up. We all know about Corbin Tyler. Tell us something we didn't already know. <laughs> but I, I have to be that guy. I've just uh, It's no. part of my gimmick. That's I, my excuse. I just, uh, with Corbin, I think when he was with JBR, we've already said it on the show in the past, but he just, the whole look should have changed. The music should have changed. He should have been, I think he should have been walking around in his suit. Uh, a bit more I serious. I mean, if JBL can't help you, I don't, I don't know who yeah, else can. Yeah, there you go, mate. So I don't know. It was um, frustrating to say the least. Um, with that, but um, yeah, let's move on to some. Uh, Cody Rose cuts a promo, promo on Brock. Are you looking forward to seeing Cody versus Brock again? I am looking forward to it due to uh, how it ended at Backlash between uh, Cody and Brock. And I'll, I'll tell you, nothing against my uh, the Knoxville crowd and my home state of Tennessee, but you could tell Greensboro because Knoxville's a, a historically a wrestling town too. But Greensboro, we all know the history. With the Rhodes family, Dusty booking for Crockett Promotions, Jim Crockett in Mid-Atlantic, and especially that hot period in the mid-'80s and building stars, including himself, the American Dream, uh, Dusty Rhodes, if you will, baby, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. There you go. But, no, uh, Cody Rhodes, I mean, that that crowd was up. They were just – they were excited. They they loved Cody. There's so much nostalgia, history. And anybody that can make a tail between a scorpion and frog, uh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's got my attention. I mean, that, that's what I mean by Cody. He just, he can articulate, he can make you believe. And that's, here lies the difference. Wrestling's always good when a feud is believable. We all know how believable, how credible Brock is. And Cody makes you buy into whatever they're doing on the mic. That's why I get why he's at top of the hour, why they, they format these programs to where you've, you've got to have Cody Rhodes. I mean, we knew he was popular with the crowd, but as soon as that music hits or you just announce that Cody's going to be in a card, it doesn't matter if it's a house show, it's a premium live event, it's a Raw, whether when he was on SmackDown pre the draft. This guy has never lost a step, and I think his promos, he had some good ones in AEW, but I think this guy has just been off the charts ever since he's came back. I mean, he is just—he's—he's con- he's got a conviction, much like his father, the, the Dream. I mean, not just saying everything about Dusty. I mean, because we we need to give Cody his props. This guy just makes you want to see Brock, even if you were tired of of a trilogy type matches, because uh, him and Seth had a great one, and, and he overcame such a severe injury, won the Royal Rumble. Guess what? He lost to Roman Reigns, but to me, it doesn't mean he's not been successful. He's this guy is just. He he's saying Brock is in the way. I just I get passionate because he's passionate. The and the, the crowd helped because they were into it, even when they settled down a little bit. And even with the scorpion and frog analogy, I like that how, you know, th- there's the trust. And he puts over Brock Lesnar, but he also says, 
nobody's seen Brock in this kind of predicament going back to backlash, putting all the story together. I, I liked how he did it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not going to remember the, the promo verbatim. Yeah, but yeah. you got to do yourself a favor and watch it. I, I'd like to get your impressions, Benny. I went a little lengthy because that's how much I respect and admire what Cody's been able to do since his return. And knowing Greensboro's history, I, I can understand why he would even get a greater react, reaction there because everybody study, they know about the Rhodes family history. And he just, he, he gets it. I mean, he's got that it factor. I mean, and he's just made me even more of a believer than I already was. And, and that's why I get why you got to have him do these promos. It's must-see TV. Yeah. Uh, mate, he had me from the first promo he did after returning at Mania when he talked about winning that title and bestowing it on, you know, his father. But he can't do that, but he can put it on the American Nightmare. So, you know, I, I if, for me, even now, I know he's on Raw and Roman's on SmackDown. I still am very much thinking, at the moment, Cody is the guy to beat Roman. I know they're on separate brands. But there's ways around that. Money in the Bank's not far away. You know, there's so many people that could be winning. That's for a change. Looking at the Money in the Bank ladder match, we haven't been announced that yet. We're nowhere near that yet. But the amount of people that could be in the match make me feel like anybody could win it this time. I mean, again, we've not been told anything. But, you know, as we talked about earlier, Jay, Jimmy, Cody, you know, there's, you know, those are three right there that could potentially be, at least two of them, I think, will be in it. You know what I mean? So, there are so many people that could be in it. And I, you know, whether Cody goes that route with the Money in the Bank briefcase, I don't know. I think the, the general consensus is that Cody's going to go all the way to Rumble again, possibly win it again, and, um, you know, you know, use that loophole and uh, challenge Roman, assuming he's still the Undisputed Champion, which I think, I think he might, might very well be. We might be... We're not even halfway through this year, you know, and... I still feel like you, Roman you at the moment. You can already see into the future. I, well, I feel like that's right now as I sit here talking to you, Tyler. I feel like we are possibly going to see, you know, by the time we get to Mania, maybe there will be no more bloodline. There might be a wise man in his corner still, but um, the rest of the bloodline may have uh, told him to jo- him or yeah. He, he, yeah, where he forced them out. Dude, to, yeah, uh, so, you know, we'll, not, I mean, we'll see. carrying out the instructions. Or maybe that money no, in the bank. I, I've said, I've said, I have said before, in fairness, that he, you know, obviously, this, we obviously, we talked about the new war title and stuff, and obviously it's actually happened now, but there is that possibility that money in the bank briefcase plays a, a crucial part. Doesn't mean the person with it is going to win the title and which title they go for. It depends on who wins it, I guess. So there's so many ways to end this. Um, oh, there, there's a lot. And the only thing I was going to say, Benny, just because I said Cody wasn't going to win this year at WrestleMania doesn't mean that I don't think he's not the, the right candidate to dethrone Roman. I, I just felt like it, it's maybe too soon just because the story's getting started. What did Triple H say? And I, I'm borrowing from people that actually are over creative. There, there's still some other chapters to be written. Just because yeah. you, you start the story doesn't mean it's going to finish or needs to end just because it culminated in that big moment at WrestleMania. Because there's next year's WrestleMania. You mentioned that next year's Royal Rumble. There's still money in the bank. There's still SummerSlam. Who does he have after Lesnar? There, there's so much that still can point us, like you say, that loophole to where we still get Cody and Roman. And it's this time. You let Roman get the thousand days. You let him keep you know, and getting this, this historic title run. And then that's when you pull the trigger and then it, 
it means even more. People yeah. thought, oh, you got to do Cody. You got to. No, you don't. Because this will mean even more. Absolutely. Because he lost and now he. You could add more layers to an iconic story, especially in the modern era, with Roman himself, Cody himself, and then where you marry the other. I mean, with Cody, who does he go after Brock? And I was just thinking this then, you know, maybe Bray Wyatt could be a problem. Maybe Randy Orton could be a problem for Cody. The history with Cody and Randy alone would be worth a, a pay-per-view, to be honest. Um, well. Well, yeah. Randy, would that would be terrific. The only thing that's concerning now, because, you know, from what we understand now, reports are because somebody actually talked to Cowboy Bob Orton, his father, that doctors are advising Randy not to return. Now, whether that means he's not going to return uh, remains to be seen. Uh, we could still get a Cody Rhodes-Randy Orton feud, but I think due to some uh, long-lasting injuries, uh, and like I say, uh, I mean, that's from his own father. Things could change. Uh, I would, you know, in a fantasy booking world, and I, I think it's not just fantasy booking. Like you said, they, they've got history. They, they've been friends. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton, that would be a, a great feud. I mean, you, you said it. The history's there. These guys can both work. They can both deliver just uh, impeccable promos. They they know how to, to make you suspend disbelief and invest in them and and they, they've got all the, the right uh, ingredients and tangibles, if you will. So I, I'm with you, man. If, if Randy's able to get healthy and and, and uh, the doctors may be wrong here, uh, I, I would love to see uh, Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes as a next feud after Lesnar. Yeah. Hope, I mean, hope maybe it's just right now he can't return. Hopefully he can in the future. Well, and, you know, and that, so. that may be it, too. I, I'm just going, because I know some reports you, you get you got to kind of read in between the lines. But since it, it did come from its father, I, I'm like, well, it's probably validated a lot more because he would know, you know, being his uh, dad. I, I mean, I'm keeping my fingers crossed over here because it may be Cowboy Bob Orton is still trying to get the kayfabe. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's not coming back. And then when he does come well, back, well, it may yeah, be no, the, you know. the, the old school mentality, you know, <laughs> maybe. cowboy Bob would say, making people believe all oh, Randy's not because the doctors <laughs> instructed him yeah, to. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden that music hits. There he is, and, yeah. You know, I, here we go. I hope, you know, I hope he back. does return. I mean, even if it's Royal Rumble next year, do you know what? To see him back would be amazing. Um, uh, um, hopefully soon. That's all I'm hoping for. Uh, I, I agree. Cause I, I, I admire Randy Orton. I have uh, been able to follow his career likewise. And, he just, everything he does has been amazing. Uh, not that he can't be a good baby face, but I, I think a lot of people, their preference is, man, you got to have Randy as that evil heel. When he's, when he's a heel, he's, he's amazing. But, you know, and again, even as a face, he's brilliant. But he's, luckily, he's not like a big show where he's been flipped so many times that you can't tell what he is this week, hey, so, which is good. Yeah, so. and where people that lose interest or they don't care where they can invest nothing against big show. I got nothing but love for the, the big man. But no, no. Randy Orton, Randy Orton, on the other hand, is uh, you're so right. He His brilliance, no matter what he's doing, the versatility is just uh, second to none. A hundred percent. Um, before we get on to the sort of main event stuff, let's just, I mean, Becky Lynch did cut a promo. Um, she did. Uh, basically cut a promo on Trish. I mean, like, uh, it, um, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit like, because it has waited so long for it to sort of hit this point, but it's actually made me want to see the match a bit. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping it's going to be good because the tag team match they had was, was nice. not the best, to be fair. Um, 
So, I mean, your thoughts on, I mean, we very much got, we very much got Becky Lynch, the man, haven't we? Or the man of the people, as it says on her shirt now. But, um, I mean, what are yeah, your thoughts do. on this? Uh, I thought the promo, uh, like you stated, helped me want to see this match again. I, I got to tell you, we all thought because of her fandom and it's Trish Stratus and just because she's a Hall of Famer that we, we automatically just need to see this matchup. But now, over time, I'm kind of disagreeing. Now, I, I don't mind that we're going to get it eventually due to, hey, they build it up. Sure, it's taking a little time, which I don't mind slow builds at times because we, we do get them kind of uh, a little quick. Uh, but I, I think due to the tag team match and just that Trish Stratus, I, I don't know, with no disrespect, I, I, I think she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. She was definitely... Uh, reinvented herself and we all know her story with Lita I just felt that you know Becky Lynch showing how popular and how much she can articulate like a Cody Rhodes on a mic and and how it's Trish has awakened the man back to where this persona needs to be and, and how Trish did mention her daughter and and how Becky Lynch is gonna prove to her why she made a mistake uh, betraying her at uh, at not a champions. We're going to get that match in the contract signing next week. I just feel like Trish Stratus, uh, I'm not as excited about the match other than Becky's in it. Used to, I yeah. would have a different viewpoint, but I, I think it's because Trish has been away. And as much as they say, sometimes it's good to miss somebody. I think, I don't know that her and Becky were the, the right mix up. Now the match may pr- prove me wrong, but I think after kind of the uh, kind of the quick turn, I mean, we all kind of figured maybe there's going to be some kind of backstabbing at first and due to Lita getting taken out. I was more thrilled that Lita came back, and, and I hate to say it, than I was Trish. I think Trish should have just made more of appearances and maybe helped support them and maybe had a match. Maybe her and Charlotte may have had, you know, they – they ended up having a great match, and I'm hoping that's what we see and have no doubts between her and Becky that we'll get a great matchup. I just, if it's not for Becky's involvement on promos and that one Trish promo last week, even with uh, Stratus on the mic, uh, it's felt a little disappointing. And, and I got to admit, my excitement level is not what you would yeah. expect it to be. Uh, so I was glad to hear Becky really draw us back in with this promo. It's what a long way of trying to say it. It's kind of hard to explain it because, and that's no knock against Trish. I, I really admire her, but I, I don't know. I, I started wondering, is this the right way to go even after the turn? It's like, yeah. this is Becky. I thank God Becky is, I, I gotta be honest. She's stronger on the mic than even Trish is. And, and that's not a knock on Trish. Everybody's got a different presentation but becky has really developed and caught on and been on that kind of level that we're even hall of famers she kind of puts to shame i mean i can't add to that 100 um the match i think i mean i can't speak for everybody the match for me that i would have liked to have seen maybe a few years ago obviously if i don't it won't happen now i wouldn't i would assume because the person i'm thinking of is no longer with the company but i think the sasha banks trish stratus match has more intrigue for me if, the, if that was going to happen, because we had that interaction with them. I think it was the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, but um, I, I... No, we, we did, yeah, where they, so, they were... Uh, it looked like we, we might have got a, a feud and a match as a result, and and maybe Sasha leaving could have affected plans. Maybe they, they would have had yeah. that match in the cards. I, I mean, who knows? 
I mean, that's the match for me that I'd like to see. And again, like you said, I agree with everything you just said about Becky. And again, Trish Stratus, obviously Hall of Famer. I'm not knocking their abilities. It's just, I'm not, you know, I'm a bit more excited about it now after the promo, but that's down to Becky Lynch. So again, hopefully it proves us both wrong and uh, it's a really good match at Night of Champions, but we'll see. I, I, guess. I hope so. Cause I mean, if nothing else, I hope the match uh, pays off for, what they've been trying to do, and and I'm not knocking Trish either. I, I want to make sure I, I let everybody know, and, and like with Barry White, I want to be respectful, uh, but at the same time, we got to be honest with our opinions of, of what we're seeing, and and I'm, I'm like you. Hopefully, the match will be the payoff, and I, I have a lot of trust in what Trish can do and Becky and together. Uh, well, and I say that, I think th- – in a singles match, it'll it'll be a lot better. The tag team match, I don't know what was going on there. We we were hard on Raquel and Chelsea, but boy, that tag team match from a while back, there there was something not right. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Let's move on to the main event, shall we? So, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens end up battling uh, Judgment Day and Finn Balor and Damian Priest. A good opening segment to Raw, actually, to be honest, with them two coming out. I mean, a good response from the crowd. Obviously, it's Sami and KO. Uh, Judgment Day come out, all of them. Um, but um, basically Kevin Owens is like oh they're here to fight clearly let's just fight and the crowd love this and Sammy's like oh no no we haven't got a problem with them maybe they're not here to fight and obviously then it goes oh actually yeah, we are here to fight it was quite a funny segment quite a good build it, it, was, um, it was entertaining because it shows you that hey, Sammy Zayn and Ke- Kevin Owens have different personalities even how they they approach how they're going to you know wrestle somebody or, or create the issue so that that uh that whole dichotomy was uh very uh fascinating to say the least i i, I concur yeah and pretty good uh pretty good uh taxi match to be honest with um everything going on with the judgment day there then you get but then you get imperium coming out when earlier in the show we see paul Heyman on the phone and we see a hand um come out and uh towards gunther and you, i th- do you know what when i first saw that um that shirt in uh, you know the shirt because you only see a hand, and I, initially right. I went, "Are they?" Just, and he was just like, sh- "And because it, it looked like Gunther was going to walk away, which he did." And I thought, "Was that Vince McMahon?" And then they pan over and it's Paul Heyman. And I'm like, "Because <laughs> that would be a really good way of having Vince on the show, but not having no, him on the would. show." You yeah. know. Um, so there was, "Oh, what they've been talking about then?" And then, of course, Imperium come out during this tag team match, and ultimately. Um, I'm assuming with a little deal worked out with uh, Imperium and Paul Heyman. Now there's a there's a guy that Paul Heyman could move on after, wouldn't it? Hey Gunther, that'd be quite interesting oh, to have I, Paul Heyman with. I tell that you. would uh, that would make for some very uh, entertaining TV if uh, Gunther had Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, my mind was spinning of like ideas of what they could do and all this kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, ultimately, um, I, 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 do you know what I forgot to mention? Um, uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Xavier Woods like two weeks in a row now Dominic's beaten Xavier Woods with interference from Rhea Ripley obviously that leads me back to the main event so everybody gets involved including Dominic obviously um, earlier in the night Sammy and KO have already had a conversation with Imperium about having a six man tag next week they've got to find a partner my assumption would be it's going to be Xavier Woods after what happened this past week on Raw um, it could be Xavier Woods, or, or maybe do, does Cody actually get involved? No, it may be more. It may be better to have Xavier in that spot, but or Riddle, not maybe, that it would but... be. 
Yeah, or Riddle. Not that it wouldn't be great to have Cody. I, I mean, of especially course, right course, now. That's yeah. not, I, I kind of worded that wrong. I just meant with Cody and Brock having their issues and they're under one roof. That Now that doesn't really make sense. I, I agree with you. I think Xavier or Riddle yeah. would be more logical. Yeah, but, but but thanks to interference from pretty much everybody in, in, in Imperium, Judgment Day, Xavier Woods and all that uh, Paul Heyman's up on the uh, up on the ramp, just talking. Assumingly, you know, to Ro- I love how they do this. Like Roman Reigns' influence is still happening on Raw, even though he's nowhere. He's in not shot. there. He's not even there. I love how they do this. Um, but um, Judgment Day, uh, Finn and Damian Priest get a much needed win, and they beat the tag current tag team champions. Um, I was to- glad they did. I, I think they were due a victory. I mean. And especially in a non-title situation, and possibly Judgment Day would uh, challenge, uh, I would think, after getting a victory over KO and Sammy, they would get a, a title opportunity. Quite possibly, assuming they come back from Night of Champions with those bouts. So, yeah. Um, mate, to be honest, Raw was actually really good. And SmackDown last week was, I think, actually, out of the, so last week's SmackDown in this week's Raw, for me, I think Raw actually edged it and was actually slightly better. Um, even though it's a marathon to watch. Yeah, Raw was a little bit better, and normally we, we've both said this, where SmackDown, we kind of prefer it, and, and it helps that it's only two hours, too. Of course, uh, yeah. But I'll say, yeah, the tag team match was good. I, I like all the, the things they're doing with Imperium and Heyman and, and Judgment Day. you got Rhea and Dom coming out. I, I know you've you've already you know, broke this down and it was a good match. And I, I like how we're, we're seeing JD Madonna and, and all this with Ziggler and, and, you know, Zoe Stark and Candice LeRae, that's going to be interesting. We're building already to next week's show and, and uh, Mustafa Ali challenging Gunther and Cody Rhodes's promo and Becky Lynch's, uh, well, even, the way she knows how to talk. It, yeah, it's yeah. just been unbelievable. Even Dominic Mysterio, the, the crowd still even more so booing, won't even let him talk. But he's actually, no, um, yeah. you know, I know he's getting help because, you know, in terms of the story, he's getting help from, you know, Rhea to win matches. But what he does in the ring is actually pretty good. I'm waiting for him to um, grow a bit of a goatee like Eddie had back in the day and have those black yeah, and gold uh, trunks hair. on. He's starting yeah. to tease it with uh, the stubble beard. Uh, yeah, maybe he can't grow I, I, one. I did notice him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dominic has been impressive. I mean, I I thought he was, uh, you know, for what he was as that baby face, but as a heel, it's even greater. I mean, the, like you said, people don't even let the guy talk. He's got mommy. He's got Rhea Ripley, which I, I think is brilliant. Uh, I'm getting you know, so Rhea, flashbacks of, like, Mama Sita and all that going on back in the day yeah, with Eddie. China, and Eddie yeah, yeah, yeah. Latino heat. Yeah, yeah. Of course. No, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I was just going to say Rhea, and how could you forget? I'm glad you, you brought her up. Uh, just because the women's division may be kind of struggling, you still got, you know, Bianca, Becky, and then and, and Rhea, especially. I mean, the, a lot of times we're only seeing a few people, Becky and, and Bianca, are, but, you know, now it's it's really been dominated by Rhea. I mean, let, let's yeah, face 100%, it. Yeah, 100%, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's been just amazing. I mean, even the way she interacts with the fans at ringside, that that's what any good hill should do. And uh, yeah. I mean, just I mean, it doesn't actually bother me as much as I thought it would. But just a quick thought on your thoughts on this quickly. We've got Rhea on uh, on Raw. Obviously, she's a SmackDown Women's Champion, and we've got Bianca Belair on SmackDown, and she's the Raw Women's Champion. And they keep calling it SmackDown and Raw. Do you think they're going to change these bouts soon, or are we going to get new bouts? Or I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Does it or 
I just wonder what they're doing with them, really, because normally we get a last time this happened, we had a swap, didn't we? Um, yeah, we had a swap between Charlotte and Becky, I think. Wasn't it? Uh, was it before Survivor Series or after um, that occurred? I, I can't recall, but I, yeah, it's it's very. Uh, it makes me wonder too. I, that, that's a good way to say it. Uh, what they're going to do? Maybe different title designs. Uh, is the switch going to eventually happen? You would think so, or maybe somebody's going to have to defeat somebody to get the belts to switch brands. I, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I think it is kind of cool that they they didn't automatically do it. I, I know it kind of confuses you a little bit, too, at the same token. But to have Rhea represent SmackDown but be on Raw and then Bianca representing uh, Raw being on SmackDown, uh, just to say it's uh, perplexing. But it, I, I don't know. I think they're, they're kind of waiting. They're kind of building these stories to where they're just waiting for the right moment, the right time. I, I mean, that, yeah. that's all we can surmise. It, it's been very interesting how they've done it. Cause used to, it was the title switch or they'd have a match and maybe eventually down the line, we're going to get to those points, but I, I'm not real sure. It, it's got me uh, thinking though, a lot, how are they going to do it? I also wonder about the tag team division, men's tag team division, whether they are going to do like they've kind of done with the women's tag division at the moment, where they only have the single bouts and they got, obviously we have the undisputed, tag team champions as the men's at the moment. I was, or maybe maybe if Roman and Sokoa do win it maybe they decide that because they're not allowed on Raw they decide they want to keep the bouts a bit like Brock Lesnar did with the WWE title back in the day where he wouldn't re- defend it on Certainly. Raw so maybe they could go that way um, so I wondered if they were going to bring back maybe some older tag bouts or because I, I, there's nothing wrong with Smackdown tag team champions or Raw so I just, I, I just missed the days of world tag team titles and you know, WWE tag team champions, you know, so it's, um, well, I just miss those you days. You felt like, not that they're, they're not putting reverence in titles, I of mean, because you look at Roman Reigns, but you, th- that's a terrific point. Uh, you felt like championships kind of mattered then. Yeah, You, you felt like they're kind of, you know, they're kind of being switched so much that it, it almost takes some of the essence out of it. So you, you could make an argument, definitely. Uh, and one very, and you brought this up because I, I tend to forget, even though we, we've had the discussion about it, uh, with Roman Reigns and Solo challenging, you know, KO and Sammy at Night of Champions. Yeah, what if there is a title change? And they, they surprise us and we get Roman Reigns and, and uh, Solo to, I mean, the, boy, that affects the draft because they're supposed to be exclusive to SmackDown. Well, if you're the tag, undisputed tag team champions, you, you go cross brands. Good so show, that, yeah. I guess that means they'll be on Raw. So, boy, that's going to – that's really – Make things interesting if they think, do win them, definitely. Yeah, because yeah. now now they're going to be able to go to on USA or Fox or, oh, yeah, or those brands. Because I, I, I have these belts, so you can't stop me because I need to be here to defend them and all that, you know, <laughs> basically. So. Or, yeah, or if they, if they get challenged, even if they don't want to defend them, somebody comes out and, and challenges them, then they're going to have – you would think they're going to have to. Yeah, 100%. Cool, man. Thank you very much for coming on the show again, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, well, no, no problem. You're, you're very welcome. It, it's always fun. Uh, let everybody know, as we always do before we end, uh, where we can find you doing some uh, some other stuff, bud. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can find me at DustinTyler86 on Twitter. You can also find me at WrestleBuddy.com. I'm, I'm part of a great team over there. We, we do writing uh, for professional wrestling, whether that's opinions on uh, certain uh, matches or wrestling news, 
Uh, you can also look me up on the uh, Wrestle Buddy weekly report that's normally released every Sunday. I've got the opportunity to host that along with another program called Around the Table Wrestling Scoops. Also, it's uh, speaking of that related to wrestling news. You can find me on this great program with the, the uh, fantastic Benny Mack in the corner of WWE on SJP World Media. You can also find me on Back When with Scottish Danny also on SJP World Media. Also, later on, I will be joining Josh's DeBoard's birthday is today. So as part of his birthday celebration, he asked me to be a guest. It was supposed to be last week. Something came up, but I, I get to be on there still later on. That'll be on RSH, that program also on SJP World Media. It's been a while since I've guessed it. Can't wait to join them and, and talk a lot of similar things regarding pro wrestling. And, uh, I think I've I've covered it. I hope I didn't leave anybody out, but uh, th that's it, man. So thank you for uh, allowing me to come on here and share a little bit about some other projects. No, no problem. Uh, also, if you are a fan of this show and the SGP World Media in general, uh, we do actually have merch, ladies and gents. We have T-shirts and stuff. I always say it, uh, but... Yeah, we we do, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, but what I'm saying is, if you uh, you can go if you go to tpublic.com, you can search the SJP Raw Media, or the link is below in the description of this episode. So um, there is that uh, "Go Fickle Yourself" T-shirt that Tyler talks about a lot, <laughs> um, and it's a great no, T-shirt. It's not just T-shirts, by the way, ladies <laughs> and gents. It's mugs and uh, wall art and stickers and bags and mobile phone cases and everything so it's not just t-shirts all right uh, that's the yeah, main whatever you like yeah yeah basically uh you can find myself uh at benny mac on twitter at be triple or this show at in the corner wwe on twitter tyler thank you very much uh one more show oh, no recorded problem. uh and we've got yeah. uh, a live show coming up very soon on the 31st on sjp world oh, media we so we'll and i was gonna say i, I ordered the uh Go fuckle yourself shirt, so I'm going to have to get my picture made and share it with everybody. Oh, man, so it, be brilliant. it will yeah. be coming in the mail. It, it awesome. will be here. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening to the show. This is In the Corner, and we'll see you all again next Wednesday for some more WWE and Knights of Champion predictions. Tyler, see you again soon, buddy. See you, my friend.